podcast. I am Mel. And I'm Kel. And thank you. And we're cousins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're cousins and best friends. Sometimes starting the episode is the hardest. I know. And I, if there's new listeners, I want them to know that we're cousins. Yeah, I know. I think that that is so <laughs> endearing about the podcast. Yeah. This is a family-run podcast. Yeah, it is. Family-run family and business. Operated. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining us. So Kelly, Kelly is really nervous about this episode. So I am. So this is a big couple. Mm-hmm. Flagship. It's a very famous flagship couple, but it's also quite controversial. This is Elvis Presley and Priscilla Beaulieu, or Priscilla Presley. Elvis and Priscilla, you know, everybody knows them their big hair and her eye makeup and everything but if you know anything more about them you probably know that they met when priscilla was only 14 years old and how old was he he was 24 bad that is (laughs) so that's what we're dealing with today and i'm telling you i'm nervous because i don't want to romanticize that but i also don't want to be too serious and mm-hmm. dull about it you know i want to we, we usually have a good time on this podcast so yeah <laughs> it is i it's i don't know tough. what line to walk here i know it's really tough because also i feel like a lot of people do love them if you guys saw elvis last summer and, I, and we're recording yeah. this i think a little bit before priscilla came out the movie mm-hmm. about her but the elvis movie we know that she's young in it but they don't treat it like it's something bad i think the movie is very sympathetic to elvis obviously he's the hero character in it like the tragic hero so yes it's interesting because like we do sometimes gloss over things as a society Mm -hmm. and why i'm not sure and then sometimes we then revisit things and then get really focused on it and this is obviously nowadays if someone was to be 24 dating a 14 year old that's a child it's really bad but Mm -hmm. i don't don't know know, it's it's, sometimes as a society we look the other way and sometimes we come back and don't i don't know it's weird yeah yeah well we'll get more into it Mm -hmm. but yeah, actually, the the day after this episode is supposed to air is when the Priscilla movie comes out. Oh, great timing. I know. <laughs> Directed by Sofia Coppola. And that wasn't really intentional. I was thinking about who do I want to do next. I want to do something kind of classic, something kind of retro. And I thought about them. And then I just looked up when the movie was coming out and was like, oh, perfect. So, yeah, that movie is definitely, I mean, it's called Priscilla. It's based on Priscilla's memoir, Elvis and Me, so that's going to be way more about her. I think that the Elvis movie with Austin Butler really skimmed over it. Mm -hmm. So, interesting. But, yeah, bear with me, guys. Don't judge me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, yeah, this is actually not my first time researching Elvis, but 
It's my first time doing it super in-depth. I don't know if you did anything like this in high school, Mel, but I think senior year, like one of our last history projects, we all picked a person and did like a big research Mm. project on them and had to present to the class. And I actually chose Elvis. And I remember that's when I learned that he... (laughs) dated a 14 year old and I was like oh I didn't know that (laughs) yeah I was like so excited to get up there and talk about Elvis I still had a good time but yeah that was shocking to me that's so young that is crazy Mm -hmm. so did you do keep any of the same research that you got did for that project or no (laughs) is this all new no no No. I don't even know where all that is but It was fun to revisit. I mean, I always liked Elvis growing up. My dad's a big fan. Even when I was in elementary school, I made a Valentine box that had, like, burn and love and Elvis lyrics on it. So what's your favorite? I've been, like, a little bit of a fan. Elvis song. Maybe Suspicious Minds. I was going to say the same thing. I love that one. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Maybe art. Aren't you lonesome tonight? Oh, yes. He does a cover of mm-hmm. our theme song. Yep. Insert clip. Are you lonesome tonight? Do you miss me tonight? Are you sorry we drifted apart? That was so exciting in the Elvis movie. I know. <laughs> are most most Elvis songs are covers, right? Like, yeah, a lot of them are. Yeah. He actually did not write his songs. Mm-hmm. He was he was a performer. Yeah, not I, a songwriter. Jailhouse Rock. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. You know who would love this episode? <laughs> Uncle Jesse. Yes, he would. <laughs> So, yeah. It would be my teddy bear. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we have a big couple, so we should probably get into mm-hmm. it. Three words I would use to describe Priscilla and Elvis are intense, mm-hmm. unpredictable, mm-hmm. and confusing. Mm. Yes. Not yes, a good yes. recipe. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. My main sources for this, in case anyone's curious, I listened to Priscilla's memoir, Elvis and Me, which was published in 1985. I listened to the audiobook, and it wasn't that long. I basically listened to it back and forth visiting my friend mm-hmm. <laughs> last weekend on a long drive. Um, Does she narrate so it? So sweet. She, Yeah, she narrates it, and her voice is so sweet. She really sounds like Marilyn Monroe or Lana Del Rey or something. She just mm. has that voice. And she would do these, like, little laughs whenever she thought something was funny. It was really cute. Um, That's cute. Also, I read a little bit of the book, Last Train to Memphis, by Peter Gwarlnick to get more info on Elvis and ElvisPresleyMusic.com and then some other places. But, yeah, Elvis. I mean, you might think you know a lot about him, but I was surprised by... What I learned, um, he was born January 8th, 1935, in East Tupelo, Mississippi. Mm -hmm. Elvis Aaron Presley, his parents were Gladys and Vernon. And he actually had a twin brother when he was born, Jesse Garen Presley. But sadly, he was born stillborn. Um, 
I know, so sad. Elvis actually mentioned in reference to his twin his whole life, even though he mm-hmm. never really knew him. You know, he still talked about him. That's sweet. Um, yeah. And Elvis is actually Vernon, his dad's middle name. Oh. So that's where that name came from. So Elvis grew up as an only child, and his mother Gladys was extremely protective of him. Some might say overprotective. Mm. People said that he was unusually close to his mother and that they would talk in pet names and baby talk. And he was really attached to his father as well. He was, he was a total mama's boy. Like, that term is used all the time to describe him. She really did give him so much special attention. Like, if company came over, she'd say, that's Elvis's cup or that's Elvis's special plate. Don't use it. Aww. And she definitely babied him a lot. And it's understandable since... They lost their other son, mm. but I do think that some of the babying that Elvis experienced kind of may have led to his coping issues as an adult. Oh, I feel that. Which we'll get into. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think he was used to being treated as a baby and being very taken care of. Yes. And I think that that's what he expected <laughs> when he was older. <laughs> Both of his parents had very odd jobs, this and that. They moved a lot, not different towns, but like around town, like to different houses. Oh, we take a drink. Um, I oh, guess. So. I guess. Oh my I God. guess moved to different houses isn't the same as moving around a lot. You're right. Oh, yeah, guys. We, oh well, I already took a drink. Kelly, Kelly, in the last Patreon episode, she read the rules of our new drinking game, and mm-hmm. that's one of them. Every time someone moves around a lot, take a drink. Should I read the other ones? Yeah, why not? Okay, these are the rules so far. If you have any recommendations, send them in. But don't make the recommendations be about us (laughs) (laughs) and the things we say a lot because I know we repeat ourselves sometimes. But, okay, these are the rules. John Mayer makes an appearance. Uh Uh-huh. Someone opens up on Howard Stern. (laughs) An Australian journalist asks a brazen question. (laughs) A man cheats on his wife slash (laughs) girlfriend. We have to keep in mind that tim- times were different back then, <laughs> and someone moves around a lot. That's and that's the drinking game so oh far. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we'll come up with some more. Yeah, just reoccurring themes. Mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we should post this and ask for suggestions. We should, but I don't want it to be like, oh, Cal always goes, mm-hmm. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. Because that's something <laughs> that I would get too in my head about. <laughs> I know. <laughs> anyway, the Presleys, they were very poor. They lived in public-assisted mm. housing, and that's part of the reason why they were moving around so much. And East Tupelo was known as a very rough town at the time. In 1937, Elvis's dad, Vernon, actually went to prison for eight months for forging a fake check. Oh, wow. And trying to cash it. Yep. And weirdly, after his dad got out, the whole family started experiencing sleepwalking episodes. Oh my god, the whole family? Yeah. Spooky. I know, it's That's weird. Elvis got his first guitar at age 11, and he was a quiet and sort of unusual kid. He brought his guitar to school every day, every single day one year. And kids said that he sang hillbilly music, and I don't know, I think they thought he was strange. Mm Mm-hmm. He learned guitar from the new pastor at church, 20-year-old Frank Smith, 
who had actually married Elvis's 15-year-old neighbor. Oh, God. The pastor? I know. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so I just mentioned that because, you know, we got to keep in mind. That things were <laughs> Times different. Were different back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, drink. And that was something that Elvis, you know, witnessed. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying everybody did that, but... But, yeah, if it's like, oh, if, like, my pastor did it, then it's normal. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Elvis liked to play guitar for people, but he was really shy about it, and sometimes he would only play when all the lights were turned out so no one could see him. Oh. Which is cute. Uh, He was 13 years old. The family moved to Memphis, and so then he had to attend a new school. And as a teenager, he started dressing strangely fancy when everybody else was wearing jeans he'd show up to school in dress pants a coat fashion his scarf into an ascot so people thought he was kind of (laughs) weird i feel like we had some kids like that in my school that would like dress up oh yeah we had kids like there was always like (laughs) one suit kid yeah yeah (laughs) every day that was elvis (laughs) yeah (laughs) about young elvis the author alana nash who's a total Elvis expert. I, like, came across her many times. She said that Elvis was a late-blooming mama's boy, a flop with girls, and super religious. Oh. I know. After Elvis graduated in 1953, he began exploring singing professionally. In July, he went to Sun Records in Memphis, which was, this is in the Elvis movie, if you guys saw it, where you can walk in, and for three ninety eight you could record your own two-sided record of your own performance. Oh. Wow. Um, so he went in there, and the boss of Sam- Sun Records, Sam Phillips, asked a guy to note down Elvis's name because he thought he was good and wrote, good ballad singer, hold. Elvis, so he left, and then he was trying out for other things, and he tried out for a quartet, and he didn't get in, and he started working, actually, for a electric company as a truck driver, and he tried out for a band during this time, and the leader of the band said he should stick to dr- truck driving because you're never going to make it as a singer. <laughs> There's always stories like that. I know. Maybe we can add that. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, somebody t- tells them they're never going to make it. Yeah. Or... <laughs> I don't know what the wording is. Oh, be. wait. We need to add to the drink, uh, to the drinking um, thing, somebody says like i'm gonna marry that person yeah and then they do i'm going to marry that person. someone has a prophecy <laughs> yes before they've ever met yes <laughs> that's the key thing before they've ever met okay so yeah elvis he's just being a truck driver and then back to that guy at sun records sam phillips he had some song that was going to a music publisher that needed a singer because they couldn't find the person that originally recorded the demo. I don't oh, know wow. how that happens, but they just they just couldn't trace him down. And he remembered Elvis, and he called him into the studio and had Elvis sing this song. And Elvis couldn't really get it right at first, but they kept going. And then he sang for some other people, and they re- agreed to record this song with Elvis. And the song was called That's All Right, and... Sam ended up calling up after Elvis recorded it and left. He called up this radio DJ and played it to him over the phone. 
And the radio DJ said, hey, can I have a copy of that? He sent it to him, and then he played it on the radio. And then the rest is history, really, because all these people started calling in like crazy to hear it again. And yeah, that was the start of Elvis. That's he all right. started performing. I don't know if that's how you go. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right, mama. <laughs> the crazy thing is the first time he performed... For, you know, a real crowd, he was still using his child-sized guitar. Oh, wow. A month later. Okay. And I'm sorry, this happened last week, but I feel like Elvis's backstory is so much longer. Mm, yeah. I mean, it just makes sense. Part- he's the more famous one. <laughs> yeah. Part of that is because he's Elvis. Mm-hmm. Other is her story ends when she's 14. Oh, her backstory. Yeah. So. Yikes. Oh, that's true. Yes. There's like nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he started performing, and I guess the combination of his strong response to rhythm and nervousness at playing before a large crowd led him to shake his legs as he performed. Mm. And his wide cut pants emphasized his movements, causing young women in the audience to scream. Oh, yes, that was in the movie. <laughs> yes the gyrations <laughs> and in the movie colonel parker he was introduced to him and because he had managed some other musicians and he became elvis's manager and i won't really talk about him too much because this is about priscilla but colonel parker was a scumbag really and took advantage of elvis mm-hmm. and made a lot of bad decisions for him and took a lot of, a lot of his money and some people think he may have murdered someone back in the Netherlands, and that's why he he was an illegal immigrant in the U.S., and he was really shifty about his past, and he never left because he didn't want anyone to know he was, you know, who he really was, like his mm. real name, and some people think he may have been a murderer. It's just a theory, but... So he wouldn't let Elvis leave, too, right? Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. I know. But anyway... So when he was 20 years old, Elvis, he signed to RCA. He released the single Heartbreak Hotel. They began promoting their new singer, Elvis Presley, like crazy, and he became a phenomenon. His debut album was March 1956. 1956, I feel like, was totally Elvis's year. He had, like, all these TV appearances, Hound Dog, Blue Suede Shoes, Don't Be Cruel, Love Me Tender. Like, he was just crazy. And he started doing films, too acting then he had this performance on the milton burl show where he abruptly stopped an up-tempo rendition of hound dog and he started doing a slow grinding version of his body (laughs) movements oh my god and i guess people went crazy all the girls were screaming and the newspapers were outraged Mm. you know saying that he was the devil and (laughs) turning all the teenagers super sexual and his reputation, even though he was incredibly popular, he had kind of a bad reputation now. Yeah. Before meeting Priscilla, he definitely had many girlfriends. Too many to talk about, honestly. Mm. He definitely slept around, but it's interesting because some of the girls he dated, like Judy Sprickles and June Bonico, have said that they never slept with him. Oh, interesting. And it's kind of a common thread through a lot of people who so what they do dated. just kiss i guess i mean i think they would do other things but they would never have 
like penetrative I sex. get it. Interesting. Hmm. I get it. <laughs> Maybe he just wasn't into it. I don't know. The author Albert Goldman speculated that Elvis preferred voyeurism over normal sexual relations with women and suggested that he had an intense fear of STDs. Yeah, that, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, I think that's good if you're going to mm. be sleeping around with that many. But wait, you can get STDs from, like, going down on somebody. I know. <laughs> wait, okay. He probably, I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. Before he became really famous, I would say that Elvis was very polite. He had impeccable manners. He was very old-fashioned Southern. Him and his family were very insular. They just, like being together mm-hmm. at home. He definitely was a homebody, but he liked to be with people all the time. He really didn't like being alone. And he was very particular. He liked things his way. You know, I think he would like to, he's the kind of person that would be like, come to my house, you know, like he doesn't mm-hmm. want to go to other people's houses. He wants you to come to his house. And I do think he was caring of people though. He wanted to be liked by everyone. And he's pretty spiritual, but he definitely had a temper. And I think as he got older, he became a lot more troubled and even more of a control freak. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, so we're almost getting, we're almost getting there. We're almost getting there. <laughs> he, you know, dated a couple girls. In 1957, he was dating Anita Wood, the TV performer. And then January 8th, 1956, his birthday, his 21st birthday, he became eligible for the draft. And Colonel Parker had written to the Pentagon requesting that Elvis be considered for this special service, which would allow him to do only six weeks of basic training and then resume life as normal. But apparently Colonel had no intention of allowing Presley to sign up for the special services because he wouldn't receive any compensation for those performances he would do. And so over the next 12 months, Colonel Parker led Elvis to believe that it would be possible to avoid the draft completely what? while secretly planning to allow it. Oh, my God. Um, That's crazy. I know. Because in his eyes, he thought that after all the negative publicity Elvis had gotten for being too sexual in mm-hmm. his performances, that this would be the perfect chance to make older Americans see him as, like, an all-American boy. Mm. Um, so there's, like, a year between the draft and him actually joining the military, but... During that year, he was still acting in movies and had all this music come out. All Shook Up, Blue Christmas, Here Comes Santa Claus, all those Christmas songs. Love them. Jailhouse Rock, so Let Me Be Your Teddy Bear. And he bought his mansion in Memphis, famously known as Graceland, which was on 13 acres of land. But then he got the news that he would have to serve as a regular soldier. And he was furious that Colonel Parker didn't get him out of the draft, but he promised him that if he worked hard for those two years, because it's going to be two years in the military, oh my God, such he'd a return a bigger star than when he left. Yep. <laughs> I know. That's crazy that they even had a draft, but wow. I mean, good thing they didn't prioritize, like, celebrities. Yeah. I'm sure, actually, they probably did. That's like, <laughs> I bet they did, but... <laughs> I, I think they could have is the thing. I mm. think they offered to let him just do six weeks of training, and then he would be able to just perform for the soldiers. Yeah. But Colonel Parker was like, no. He's is, going. Is this like, <laughs> I don't know if this is, like, victim-blaming of me, but 
is this like part of like him being so babied growing up because i am wondering like why did he need somebody to get him out of it his manager like couldn't he have oh i know been doing negotiations yeah. himself or something exactly mm-hmm. i think that he was pretty babied and then once he became famous elvis really just let other people handle things for him he didn't look at his finances or anything he didn't handle his money he just let other people do all Mm -hmm. of it which is kind of his fault yeah you know Mm -hmm. and then he just didn't even know how to take care of himself at all yeah that's pretty sad (sighs) yeah so after he finished his movie king creole he reported for induction on march 24th 1958 his fans were very upset he said goodbye to fam- his family and friends, and then he was taken by bus to Fort Chaffee, Arkansas, and then he was transferred to Fort Hood, Texas for military training. While he was in Texas, his mother, Gladys, sadly fell ill with liver complications, and mm. she collapsed and was hospitalized. Elvis requested leave from his training, and then August 14th, his mother died, sadly, of late-stage liver disease. And Elvis and his father, Vernon, lost it. Yeah. They were crying their eyes out and screaming. During his mother's funeral, Elvis collapsed several times. And he kept kissing her all over her body. And his friend, Lamar, said, We got off the elevator at the hospital, and I could hear Elvis and Vernon wailing. I never heard anything like it before in my life. It was like a scream. Mm. So he was just devastated, like, his mom was everything to him. I feel like this was a big turning point yeah. in his life. And then a month later after that, he was stationed in West Germany and headed out to Germany. And that's where he met Priscilla Beaulieu. Beaulieu. B-E-A-L-I-E-U. <laughs> so she was living over in West Germany with her family at the time? She was living in West Germany. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so who is Priscilla? She was born May 24th, 1945 at Brooklyn Navy Hospital. Her father, James Wagner, was a U.S. Navy pilot, and her mother had her at 19 years old. James was 23. When Priscilla was only six months old, her father actually died in a plane crash. Oh, wow. Just so sad. Priscilla was three years old when her mother remarried an mm. Air Force officer named Paul Bollier. Bollier? <laughs> I feel like I had it down how to say it, and now I'm forgetting. I know, that always Paul happens to Bollier. me. Paul Bollier. Paul Bollier from Quebec. Paul and her mother, Anne, had four other children. And the crazy thing is, Priscilla grew up thinking that Paul Bollier was her <gasps> biological father. Oh my god. That's pretty bad. She had no <gasps> I know, she had no idea about her biological dad Wait, James that's until like, she was older. That's so disrespectful to the biological father. I know. Like he he was cheated out of like a full life and Ooh. died tragically and for her to like not even know he existed is so awful. How could a parent keep a secret like that? I know. That's crazy. People scare me. That. People truly scare me. Yeah. How deceptive people are. <laughs> we were talking about that earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Someone in mind. Someone I, I couldn't. I, there's like no reason. Her mom said that she kept it a secret from her so that she would fit in more with the whole family. 
It's like, in a way, I understand that. But you know what? Sometimes there's going to be families and not everything's going to always I fit know. in most families, you know? Priscilla discovered this because she was looking through her mom's things and found a picture of her as a baby with her mother and her father and was like, who is that guy? It says, it says dad, but I don't know who that is. And the crazy thing, too, is that her mom asked her to keep it a secret from the rest of her siblings. Oh, my God, Mom. Do better. <laughs> this That's awful. That is awful. People, I some know. people are sociopaths. Like, I don't understand stuff like that. <laughs> God. I'm guessing she told her siblings eventually because yeah. it's in her memoir. How do you burden a child with something like that? That's I so know. crazy. Uh, so they moved around a lot. Mm-hmm. Take a drink. <laughs> because Bol- Paul Bollier <laughs> was in the Air Force, they lived in Connecticut, New Mexico, Maine, Texas. Apparently, Priscilla felt very shy and uneasy about moving every time. But she was very beautiful, and when they were living in Texas, she won a competition and became queen of Del Valley High. In the beginning of high school, that's when her family got the news that they'd be moving to West Germany for the Air Force, which crushed Priscilla. She was so upset to be leaving her new friends she'd made. And, you know, she was queen of Del Valley High. She Mm -hmm. was leaving behind a good thing. Her friend in Texas, though, told her that Elvis was stationed in West Germany, and Priscilla said she was determined to meet him. Mm. She liked Elvis, but she wasn't, she said she wasn't as obsessed as her other friends. Like, she didn't have Elvis t-shirts or whatever, but she did have an Elvis fan club magazine. Okay. Which is crazy. I know. Imagine, you have a fan club magazine of somebody, and then you go on to marry them. It's just... Oh, my God. Nuts. So, she was in West Germany. She's living there. She's going to school there. She was hanging out at this place called the Eagle's Nest, which I think was kind of like a diner. It was a place where American families hung out. She was hanging out there listening to the... The... The jukebox. She was listening to the jukebox, and this guy approaches her, who I think was maybe in his 20s, his name was Curry Grant, and he invited her to go to a party at Elvis's, which is very strange. Curry Grant was married, so he I don't think he was interested in Priscilla, but I don't know if he was scouting a girl for Elvis or something. Is like, it, I don't know there was why like he... no girls over there? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Elvis was in the military. All he really did was go to his service and then go home, so I don't know if he was trying to just find some cool girls to bring over but he asked Priscilla if she'd go she said I don't think my parents will let me Mm -hmm. so Curry Grant actually went to her house and talked to her parents and (gasps) assured them it would be fine oh my god everything I'm learning about these parents is terrible like the age gap I'm honestly blaming on the parents I know there's really nobody else to blame oh my gosh but yeah her parents agreed they're like okay you're gonna pick her up Bring her back by this time. All right, you can go. So then on September 13th, 1959, Curry Grant picked up 14-year-old Priscilla Bollier Bollier, (laughs) and brought her to Elvis's house in Bad Neuheim, Germany, where he was renting while doing military service. And yeah, he was 24. How could the parents say yes to that? Like, oh yeah, like this 
grown adult man is going to pick up our 14 year old daughter and bring her to a party in order to meet another 24 it's just because elvis was a celebrity so they were like yes excited yes, about that yes. god totally the parents fault she said that that mm-hmm. like his fame did make her parents loosen up their morals yeah a bit i mean yeah that happens um, so at the house there was a lot of people there and interestingly elvis's dad and his grandma were there so it wasn't actually a crazy party it sounded mm-hmm. kind of wholesome yeah curry introduced her to elvis and when he heard that she was in the ninth grade, he said, mm. what? You're just a little baby. And then there's small talking and he played the piano and sang. I will say sort of. I mean, it doesn't make it OK, but I do think she looked a lot older for her age when yeah. I look at pictures of her. I feel like she looked very mature. Back then did, right? <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, maybe that's just us because we think their hair. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Actually, we're older looking, or if we just think they do. But she did look like a mature woman. But mm. so she she hung out there, and then she didn't get home till two a.m., which was way past the curfew. And her parents were very upset and said that she couldn't go again, and she was in huge trouble. And then a few days later. Curry Grant called again and said, Elvis would like you to come again next time. Her parents are really uneasy about this, so Elvis actually came to meet her parents and tell them that I'll get her home at a reasonable time and everything. Her dad said, what exactly are your intentions here? Like, what is the deal? Mm. And (laughs) Elvis said that he was just lonesome and it was nice to meet someone from back home and that he just liked talking to their daughter. Is it talking and all they were doing? <laughs> mm, I think that the first party, yeah, but no. They eventually would. Basically, she started going to Elvis's house multiple times a week. Mm-hmm. And every time she went there, there was a ton of people there. And they'd all be listening to the piano and music playing and talking. And grandma's there and dad's there and whatever. But... Elvis would do this thing where he would, like, make a face, like, little hint at her and whisper to her, like, I'll meet you in my room. And she would go meet him in his room, and then they would make out and Um, talk. Yeah. Why would her parents let her do this? I think that Priscilla and her parents, even though she was only 14, so it seems like it would be way too early to be thinking about this, but I think they felt kind of like flattered that Elvis was interested in their daughter and felt like he could provide for her and could be good marriage material or something. It's, yeah, and it's it's in a way lucky that they ended up getting married because what most likely happens probably in that situation is he just like fucks around with her and like messes her up and damages her for life and then like it's a tra- like traumatizing experience for a 14-year-old. It's lucky in a way that, like, they had a relationship because... I know. God. It is. That's risky of them um, and just stupid. It is. And also, like, you... Priscilla said You're that, supposed to provide for oh, your own child. Like, you provide for her. God. I know. I do think it wasn't quite as easy as it might sound. Like, I think that her and her parents fought 
all the time about this. Yeah. They would say, like, no, you're not going. And she'd be, like, screaming and crying and saying, you're ruining my life and that kind of thing. And then they would just give in and Mm -hmm. say, okay. I don't think they were just saying, like, oh, yeah, go ahead. They were not happy about okay, it but yeah. they just gave in to it yeah yeah and priscilla said in her book that she felt like her parents were almost worried to let her miss this opportunity that like if they stopped her from dating elvis presley that she would hate them mm. and i think sometimes parents want their kids to like them so much that they let them do things that yeah are not really good for them but mm-hmm. parents they didn't want her to yeah. miss the chance to be with elvis oh god yeah, yeah. okay but the thing is Elvis was still technically, I'm pretty sure, with Anita Wood. Oh, God. As if this can't get any worse. I know. <laughs> I think that they were still talking. I don't know if mm-hmm. they had an agreement or something because he was there for two years. But mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he was still talking to Anita during this time. And so Priscilla was going there multiple times a week. And there was this whole ordeal about how she would get to Elvis's house because I think it was like a 45-minute drive away or something. So Elvis would have to pick her up and drop her off. Or if he was getting back late from service, one of his friends or his dad would pick her up. Mm-hmm. It was a whole thing. She actually started failing school because she was staying up so late that Elvis is during the school week. That's not good. Not good. Yeah. One night, Elvis's friend was driving her to the house in bad new I'm and the friend tried to like make a move on her and basically assaulted her and she told Elvis and he was furious and apparently cut him out of his life Mm -hmm. but you know it was scary like she was just being driven by these random people that were way older than her that's terrifying yeah I know baby god I know it was eight months that they were together in Germany during this time Mm -hmm. and the whole time that they were seeing each other she didn't really know where she fit into his life she was suspicious that some of the other girls are at his house were seeing him too like one girl one time knew that his guitar pick was by his bedside table she was like huh how did he how does she know that oh gosh so I don't think they were officially exclusive yeah yeah. But when you're 14, she's not going to know to, like, ask and stuff. Gosh, yeah. he really took advantage. That's really fucked up. I know. But then he had to go back to the States. His two years in service were over. And before he left, apparently, this is according to her memoir, apparently she begged him to sleep with her. Mm. But he said, no, not yet. You're too young. I said, In my notes, what's going on here? (laughs) I mean, that's a good thing, but I find it hard to believe. Yeah. I know he was was really religious, but I also read that he did sleep with girls, so I I was trying to figure this out. So he was leaving Germany. She went with him to the airport. She actually drove in the car with him. And said goodbye, but then she was lost in the crowd of screaming fans. And there are actually photos of her, I think, from Life magazine waving in the crowd. Wow. She was apparently so depressed after he left. She cried and didn't eat for days. And she didn't hear from Elvis for three weeks until he called. Wow. And said, like, how are you doing? And over the next two years... 
she would sporadically hear from him mm-hmm. just like every couple months or every few weeks he would call and she had no idea where she fit into his life um that's anxiety just provoking. back to living i feel like you would I know. always be like on edge like waiting for that call and then exactly. waiting for the next one and oh i feel like that would take over your whole yes. high school experience i know and she was inundated with requests for interviews from magazines and there was a famous article about her called the girl he left behind Mm -hmm. with those pictures from the crowd around the airport and elvis was actually asked about the girl he left behind in an interview and i have a clip i want to show you elvis there have been a lot of rumors about your love life did you meet anyone special in germany (laughs) (laughs) not any special one uh there was a little girl that I was I was seeing quite often over there that uh, her father was in the Air Force and actually they only got over there about two months before I left. I was seeing her and she was at the train at the airport when I left and uh, there were some pictures made of her <laughs> but it was no big it was no big romance. I mean uh, the, the stories came out the girl he left behind and, <laughs> and all that. It, it wasn't it wasn't like that. I mean. <laughs> I had to be careful when I answer a question. <laughs> oh my god, that's so me. Like at work when people ask like about my love life and I like I literally am like oh, I don't know. There was uh, someone and uh, I got to oh, no I got romance. I got no big romance and uh, I got to be careful what I say. <laughs> <laughs> I start oversharing way too much. Yeah. Um, wow. Austin Butler did a great job because that, he did. that was like uncanny into Austin Butler's performance. Wow. He truly did an amazing job. I was watching all these clips of Elvis and even older Elvis, mm-hmm. and I just feel like, wow, Austin nailed it he really like that was that props to him i i saw that clip and i was like wow that's austin butler that's crazy i know uh, uh, but okay i had to say that was if it wasn't like priscilla was 14 that was kind of cute like if it's just like the if i didn't know anything else, i know that was cute but damn it elvis mm-hmm. We want to root for you, but you make it so hard. We're rooting for you. God. (laughs) So he's back in the U.S. He's back to recording. Mm -hmm. He's back to making movies, all this. He's back on his thing. And unbeknownst to Priscilla, I think, although she had her suspicions, I think Elvis was back with Anita Wood. Okay. And Anita was even living at Graceland. Mm -hmm. But while he's with Anita, he still is calling Priscilla every couple weeks Mm -hmm. or once in a while which is not cool Elvis and there were all these rumors of him with his co-stars and stuff so it's kind of unclear what was going on here also crazy enough Priscilla I don't know how she would know this but she claimed that Elvis and Anita never went all the way so what I know (laughs) I almost wonder, maybe this isn't my place to speculate, but if he had erectile dysfunction or something, because there are, like, guys... Mm. Should I should I not say this? There are guys who can't... No. They can't stay hard 
if someone's not going down on them or something once they yeah. try to like put it in they can't i know that's kind of vulgar he had, of me he had some Sorry. kind of issue yeah for sure. He did. I mean, I was even questioning, like, was he into women? And I was trying to Google it, and I couldn't yeah. find anything about that. But I think he was, but there was something odd going on there. Yeah. And already at this time in his life, Elvis is taking a lot of pills. Oh, oh, he's yeah. Taking, that would totally mess he's up. He's taking pills yeah. to be awake. Yeah, uh-huh. he's taking pills to be awake. He's taking pills to go to sleep. He, like, lives on these pills. So I think that was messing with him. Yeah, definitely. That would be a huge factor. Mm-hmm. So, that summer of 1962, Elvis and Anita broke up, and she left Graceland. And then Elvis called Priscilla and asked her to come visit him in L.A. And at <laughs> so this now point... She's, she, yeah, sorry, how old is she? She's 17 now. Yeah, still After bad. a lot of begging and crying and pleading, Priscilla's parents agreed to let her visit oh him God. in L.A. for two weeks. <laughs> they allowed her to Two go on weeks. the condition that Elvis. I know. Did they go with her? Pay for a first. No. Oh my god. I know. They allowed her to go on the condition that Elvis pay for a first class round trip, and arrange for her to be chaperoned at all times. By and who? That she write home every day. Who is the chaperone? By I don't know, like his dad or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> these parents. We all knew people like this in high school though, whose parents would let them do anything. It's like mm, yes. you idiots. God, it's crazy. And it was really naive of them because the first she went to LA and the first night there, um, well, I guess. Nothing really happened the first night, but the second night, <laughs> he said, let's go to Vegas. Oh, my and God. Said, oh, what? I'm supposed to write my parents every day from L.A. They'll notice if it says the stamp is from Vegas. And so they came up with a plan where she wrote all her letters in advance <gasps> and Someone's... someone on his team sent them every day. So sketchy. Oh, my God. To make it look like she was in L.A. the whole time. Ugh. I know. But the first night she got there, so she hadn't seen Elvis in years, actually. She was really nervous. She walked into his house. I don't know why he didn't pick her up, but, like, somebody else picked her up from the airport. Yeah, and and she (laughs) walked in, and he was playing pool with a bunch of people, and she said that he looked really different. He had his hair dyed black now. He seemed a lot more confident. And when he saw her in the doorway, he went to hug her and was all, she's here. And everybody seemed all happy for her. But she felt uneasy because there were a bunch of girls there, too. And she didn't know them and just felt out of place, you know. And I feel like when you're 17, 14 is forever ago. Like, that's yeah, so long ago. So that's... That must have been scary. It's kind of nuts. Yeah. That they stayed in touch and that this even happened. That is it's weird. Yeah. I mean, they didn't even have so- cell phones or social media or email or anything. I know. That's so true. And it was only, a, mm. like, I guess it was, like, what, eight months, was it? No, it had been two years. Wait, what do you mean eight months? Eight months that they were talking. Oh, that they Germany. dated. Yeah. Yeah, eight months. Yeah. But still, like, and then, and he lived such a fast life that it's, like, I feel like he'd meet so many other people in that time period. But she must have I know. left such a deep impression on him. God. I know. That first night, she wanted to sleep with Elvis. But he said, no, not yet. Mm. And he actually had her sleep in another bedroom. 
which seems nice. Yeah. But Priscilla said later in life she found out that he might have been getting a call from Anita, which is maybe why he wanted his own room. Ew. God. This man. So they went to Vegas. They were partying and going to casinos. And as I said, that he was taking a ton of pills to go to sleep and to be awake. First of all, he had a super fast lifestyle, like mm-hmm. you said. He had to do all this work and performing and you know he had trouble letting go at night and going to sleep and he also had a huge fear of insomnia and sleepwalking because remember Mm. his whole family started sleepwalking weirdly yeah so that's part of the reason why he was so into sleeping pills and he took these super high dosage pills and so when they were in vegas she started to notice that that like every night she expected it to be, like, romantic around bedtime, but he would be, like, already slurring his words and oh. falling asleep, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's actually, I put it in my notes, I don't know why I got so interested in this facet, but a lot of women said that Elvis wasn't interested in having sex with them. It probably um, was because of all the pills he was taking. Yeah. Yeah, that makes so I much mean, sense. I mean, maybe I won't read it, but I have, like, three women quotes here just saying how he... He didn't seem that interested. I believe he it. Wasn't. Yeah. And on this trip, this is the first time Priscilla took amphetamines and sleeping pills mm. to keep up with Elvis's lifestyle. That's fucked up that he was like... I know. Giving her that. God. So yeah. she went back to Germany, and then he invited her to come back to Graceland for Christmas, which was months away, because it was summertime now. But he said that he would be busy filming movies and stuff, and it would be nice to see her at Christmas time. So she waited for the right moment to suggest it to her parents, and then when she did, they were so upset and said that Christmas was for family. How could you say that? (laughs) But they did agree to let her go to Graceland for Christmas. Oh, my God. These parents. Uh, (laughs) Get a backbone. Jesus Christ. I know. (laughs) So she flew to Memphis, Graceland, Tennessee, and she went for the the week. Her first night there, Elvis gave her sleeping pills, and they knocked her out for literally two (gasps) days. Oh, my God. That's a two days. I'm worried that someone died if they were passed out for two days. That's crazy. I know. I guess because that's the amount that he took, and he didn't realize that he had such a high tolerance. Yeah. Yeah. And then I guess because she was gone for two days, he didn't like that now there's only five days with Priscilla. So then he asked her if she could ask her parents to stay longer. And I bet they said yes. And they said no. Oh, okay. They actually said no. (laughs) Okay, good. Good, good, good. (laughs) This is the crazy thing, though. What? Then he suggested, what if you move to Graceland and just go to school here? And I hope they said no. They said yes. Oh, my God. Uh, I know. They're, tr- they're trying so I hard mean, to secure the bag. Like, it's ridiculous. 
I know. It's it's they should provide. So she's still seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. He's like a musician, a famous musician. So like he's obviously not even living like the normal lifestyle of a regular guy. Yeah. That's ridiculous. It's, I know. it's really sad because I feel like she was robbed of like a young person's experience. Like he's not even a mm-hmm. good boyfriend. He's a bad <laughs> lover. He's not good. It's he's just famous, but he's not he's not even <sighs> like providing anything. I mean, she was in love with him, and they, she does say that they had a very special bond and that yeah. they could talk about things. And I don't think it was just like, oh, he's total shit. Like, I think she did think that they had a romance. But, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I don't think her parents, again, I don't think they liked the idea, and I think they said no at first, but then she mm-hmm. kept begging, and they said yes. And part of the agreement was that they would eventually marry. Mm-hmm. That she would finish her senior year at an all-girls Catholic school, and that she would live with Elvis's father and stepmother in a separate house, which was a few streets away. Weird. Until she graduated. Weird. But according to her autobiography, because she did move there and she moved into Elvis's dad's house, she had gradually moved her things into Graceland. Mm. And it's believed that she had been living there full time as early as May 1963. Okay. And she was 18, but she was not actually doing the living at dad's house thing yeah wow what you would expect i mean why why would elvis presley yeah just like yeah you my girlfriend is gonna live a couple streets away yeah like no yeah (laughs) wait one sec i'm just gonna my door is like half open i'm just gonna close it all right i'm back okay a couple a couple more pages This is this is so this is a riveting episode. I'm like on the <laughs> Okay. Oh, someone's like rubbing their engine. Okay. Keep going. So now she's living at Graceland. I actually kinda wanna go to Graceland now. I never really wanted to before this, but now yeah, I'm intrigued. I wanna go to um, Tennessee. Oh Me too, Mel. I never have. Yeah. That's a I feel like that's like a central state to go to. We should go. Yeah. I wanna go to Chattanooga. I heard that's a cool place. All right. Yeah, I would be down. I'd go right. I'd go anywhere. Seriously. <laughs> anyway, she's living at Graceland. Her life is totally merged with Elvis's. He chose her clothes, her makeup, mm. her hair, her big hair. Wait, he chose it? She spent Yeah. I mean it was like his suggestion. Okay. You know, they'd go shopping together and he'd be like, Oh, yeah. Wear this. He basically shaped her whole look, the oh one with the big God. hair and the dramatic eye makeup, mm-hmm. according to her. Mm-hmm. She spent all her time with his family and his whole entourage. The thing about Elvis is he always had all his guys around, mm. like his friends that worked for him. They were constantly there. And he had a totally crazy life. He had access to anything he wanted. I mean, he had so much money. Like, they would rent out the entire movie theater whenever he wanted or the whole amusement park. And when something would annoy him on TV, he would take out his gun and shoot the TV. (gasps) I know. My hand is over my face right now. (laughs) Yeah. God. They would stay up all night long. And would sleep till three or four in the afternoon. 
oh my god no he was not a good lover like (laughs) i feel bad for her that this is like the love of her life like he's terrible oh my god and priscilla would still she was still in school so she would go (gasps) to school and then she would get back and he would just be waking up and ready to start his crazy day elvis would obsessively this is this isn't bad but it's just weird he would obsessively eat the same foods over and over until he got bored of it Oh I yes, somewhat do that, but but not as dramatic. Wasn't as him. he really obsessed with peanut butter banana sandwiches? Yes, yeah, that's what I specifically heard. peanut butter banana bacon sandwiches. Ooh, okay, wow. <laughs> and Priscilla said that Elvis enjoyed meatloaf and mashed potatoes so much that he ate it every day for dinner for six months. That was like, wasn't he? Didn't he have a lot of bowel issues too? Like that's not gonna help i think so he yeah yeah he did not take care of himself yeah and 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 the, he but, started to gain weight but yeah. then he got really into karate and then he got more slim and he was always like back and forth but that probably the not taking care of himself speaks to him being babied his whole life so it's like he didn't yes, have any yes. form of autonomy or maturity whatsoever god okay mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. and he did have a temper as i mentioned in the beginning and yeah. she said that in the house in graceland everyone's mood kind of depended on elvis's you know like when he would come out in the morning or i guess it would be the afternoon like everyone would wait to see how he felt because oh that's if like he a, was in a bad mood yeah you wouldn't want to tick him off yeah he had too much yeah. power god she said one time he asked her what she thought about a song and she said that he that he had recorded and she said that she didn't really like it and he threw a chair and it, he didn't throw it at her but there was like a stack of records on it and they all went everywhere and like hit her and That's she so said it was really scary yeah that is really scary oh i feel I really know. bad for her i know it makes me sad it makes because i was thinking in the beginning of this episode i was like i don't know like how critical to be of this relationship because i think that like to this day she still seems to have an undying love for elvis but it makes me really sad because i think so much of it is probably because of how he treated her and he Mm -hmm. created this dynamic that was really not okay and i don't know i feel like he cheated her out of experiences that she could have had i know that makes me sad. But we do have to remember <laughs> times were yeah. different back then. Yeah, yeah. A lot of women weren't expected to yeah. have that many experiences. Yeah, they, a lot that's of women true. did just get married after high school. That's true, yeah. Um, in a way, she did get to experience more than the, the average, average woman. woman. Yeah. Just by traveling that's true. and all the things she had, but she definitely wasn't treated that well and yeah I, I don't know i think that she really really did love him and i think in a way jumping ahead i think their relationship got it's one of those where it got better after they weren't together anymore yeah but it, it's upsetting i mean mm-hmm. she she definitely had good memories with him but he was mm-hmm. a very hard person i feel like with. if you get with somebody at that age when you're that young you don't know anything differently so Mm. You're going to always be very forgiving and understanding and loyal to them because that's all you know. And, like, it's it's so intertwined. Your brain is not even fully developed, so it's so intertwined with your sense of self 
that like mm, even yeah. when she's 65 70 she's not going to even be able to be mad at elvis because elvis is a part of her you know it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of sad it's true she finally graduated high school and oh elvis was excited for it he wanted to go but she said she asked him not to go because he thought that he would she thought he would distract from all the graduates Mm. and he said oh he understood so he waited outside Mm -hmm. for her to come out that's crazy i mean he was like the most famous person in the world probably can you imagine someone in your class oh my god your boyfriend's outside and it's like especially in all girls school like what i know that's crazy but she did graduate so that's good because i know her grades weren't doing so well and Elvis would leave often to go to Hollywood to make movies, and he would leave her at Graceland. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of rumors about him and his co-star Anne Margaret getting mm. together. And Anne Margaret even told the press that they were engaged. And what? Priscilla confronted Elvis <gasps> and said, what the heck is this? And Elvis like freaked out and said that Anne Margaret made it up. But I do think that there could be some truth to it because... <gasps> Some a letter or a telegraph or something got sent to the house from Anne Margaret that said, uh, I can't remember exactly what it said, but said like I'm confused what happened <gasps> or something. Oh my God, this and dog! He is a dog. I know. Ew. And two, I know. Just and me. two weeks later, he told Priscilla it was all over with her. <gasps> he, but him and him and Anne did keep in touch the rest of his life. Oh. Oh, my God. I don't trust him at all. I know. I do not trust him. You can't. You can't trust him. Even though I'm describing Elvis in a very negative way, he could be very caring of everyone. Like, all the people that lived at Graceland, all his friends and everything, whenever they asked something from from him, he would give it to them. And he always supported people, like, helped them put a down payment on a house or whatever. And, like, he was super loyal to everybody in his life yeah um, people are so complicated to a fault almost. yeah yeah because people did really take advantage of him and mm-hmm. it's weird because we're saying like he has too much power but then his manager for some reason had such a hold over him and like yeah. somehow made him do all these bad movies and at one point later in his life he was taking away depending like on certain projects he was taking like 80 percent of elvis's money or like sometimes Usually it was like 50%, but it's just nuts. Like, he was almost too trusting with some people, but you also couldn't trust him. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. It's like he was like... He's a super confusing person. He let people be the alpha in so many different situations, and then, like, when he had the opportunity, Mm. he had to be the alpha. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. But... I think that he had, at the end of the day, he kind of did have low self-esteem. Like, he was very yeah. sensitive to criticism. and um, You know who that's reminding me so, of? My old friend Megan from college. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Elvis was troubled, though. Like, he he really was. I think he was mm-hmm. depressed at some points. And he was also very spiritual. He held Bible readings at Graceland. And he was also exploring Eastern spirituality. He was he's very into stuff like that and Mm -hmm. he tried to get priscilla to be into it too but she wasn't really yeah um so now she's been living at graceland for three years and apparently colonel parker his manager reminded elvis of rca's moral clause 
because it didn't look good that him and Priscilla were living together and that they weren't married. Oh. And he had he had promised Priscilla's dad that he would marry her. And both Priscilla's dad and Colonel Parker were really putting the heat on him about it. Like, you have to marry her. You can't just keep doing this. And apparently... Part of the reason Colonel Parker was so stressed about this was recently the singer Jerry Lee Lewis Mm -hmm. had recently married his 13-year-old cousin. Oh, what? (laughs) What? Yeah. Cousin? Yeah. (laughs) And it had been a huge scandal and kind of ruined his career, and they didn't want that to happen to Elvis. Um, Oh, my God. Uh, I'm disgusted. And fun fact, later in life, like in the 70s, Jerry Lee Lewis showed up at Graceland and was throwing bottles at the entrance. <gasps> and Elvis was watching from the security camera and told the staff to call the police. What? Why? How did he even get there? That's crazy. <laughs> um, I, I never heard, even heard that about him. That is weird. I actually heard about it because when I was researching the Winona Ryder episode, she was in a movie called Great Balls of Fire, and she played Jerry Lee Lewis's 13-year-old bride <laughs> Oh my. in the movie depiction of it. Wait, he was so creepy looking. I'm looking at him up right now. His wife looked like <laughs> she really looked 13, too. It's not even like I know. she looked old for her age, which no matter what, it's No, bad. no, no. Ew! Yuck. So, yeah, they they really didn't want a PR disaster like that. Mm -hmm. And she was 21 now. And I don't know. I I think Elvis did love her, and I think Mm -hmm. he did always want to get married. But it does kind of sound like he was pressured a little bit. And shortly before Christmas 1966, he proposed to her Mm -hmm. just at home Mm -hmm. in her dressing room, apparently. And she said yes. Oh, wow. And later... Priscilla told Ladies Home Journal that her and Elvis were happy to just live together. Mm -hmm. But she said at the time, it wasn't nice for people to just live together. Yeah. So I don't think she was dying to marry him either. But it was because it was social. It would have been more socially acceptable to get married. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of conflicting stories about this. Like some sources say that. He was so happy to marry her, and he was in love. And some say that he felt trapped and was forced to. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think maybe it was a little bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> All right. She's been living at Graceland for years. Mm-hmm. According to Priscilla, in her memoir, they still had not slept together. What? That's crazy. She said that Elvis told her they had to wait until they were married... He said, I'm not saying we can't do other things. It's just the actual encounter. I want to save it. So maybe that's a part of it, too, is he was very religious. Like, some people do are just by the book. Or, like, we can literally do anything. But, like, we cannot (laughs) have... He was very religious. But I don't think he was a virgin, so... That's weird. You know. Yeah. But maybe maybe he had... He wanted to start over or something. I don't know. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. She and Priscilla swears by it. Like, she's been asked about it many times. To this day, she swears that they never had sex until her wedding night. Honestly, I kind of believe her if there's so many testaments from other women about, like, the fact that he wasn't having sex. 
and he was on all these I mean, pills. I didn't believe he probably it. wasn't that capable yeah. of it, to be honest with you. I know. I didn't believe it at first, but then the more I was looking into it mm-hmm. and all of his exes, a lot of they pretty much all said the same thing. Mm-hmm. So I think it was true. Mm-hmm. Kind of random, but Elvis started getting super into horses. Oh. <laughs> and he bought horses for everybody, <laughs> all his friends and Priscilla and riding gear and clothing and built a stable okay. and like all this thing. And yeah, it's just got super into horses. Expensive. He yeah. got Priscilla. Yeah, very expensive. <laughs> and he got Priscilla a horse for Christmas that year. Okay. And then, actually, is it okay if I go to the bathroom? I have to go to the bathroom really too. I was just going to say that. Oh, okay, perfect. Let's do it. Okay. Let's take a break. All right. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. (laughs) <laughs> and we're back. Okay. He had just gotten her horse. Yes. And then the couple married on May 1st, 1967 at the Aladdin Hotel in Las Vegas. The wedding was arranged by that horrible Colonel Parker to maximize publicity mm-hmm. and featured very few guests. And it was only eight minutes long. Full service. Oh, wow. Were her parents it's there? I bet, I bet they were probably, right? They were, mm-hmm. but it was it was very small. Yeah. And it actually caused a lot of rifts between Elvis and many of his closest friends because they were not invited to the mm. wedding ceremony. Yeah. Because the colonel wanted to keep it really small for some reason. And then afterward, there was a breakfast reception and a publicity... What's it called? A oh press conference. Yeah. <laughs> like what's the word? <laughs> it's followed by a press conference. So it was kind of like all business in a way. Mm-hmm. Then Elvis and Priscilla boarded private jet and they had a short honeymoon in Palm Springs. Same honeymoon spot as Marilyn Monroe and Joe DiMaggio. I remembered. Oh, so. did he request a TV in the? and then he shoots it with his gun yeah yeah (laughs) yeah like what (laughs) apparently remember Anne margaret who said that they were engaged yes she got married just one week after this okay i'm happy she found love so she was moving yeah good yeah Mm -hmm. and then in attempts to heal rifts with their friends elvis and priscilla had another reception at graceland on May 29th, and invited all the people that weren't able to attend the original ceremonies. Mm. That's nice. Yeah. Soon after, Priscilla found out that she was pregnant, which 
she was upset about because she felt like it was too soon. Mm-hmm. She's so young. How you know? how old is she at this point? Like 21? I think. 20? I think 21. Yeah. So she's pregnant. And then I could not believe this. I was Guys, I was listening to her memoir while I was driving. It was actually dark at this point. I was in the woods and mm. I heard that. When she was seven months pregnant, Elvis suggested that they take a break. Oh, my God. Elvis. I was at the wheel, and I just couldn't believe it. I was like, are you kidding me? Elvis, <laughs> you cannot get any lower right now. Like I was so mad at him. Oh, my God. But basically the next day, he acted like he never said it, and they just kept being together. Oh, my God. God, he probably I, he probably no. was super fucked up, like on pills and stuff, and was like, I know, pissed at her for probably being pissed at him about how shitty of a boyfriend or, or a husband he was. I know, and uh, oh my god, but like that—that's the thing that makes me feel so bad for Priscilla, though. It's like she she was so beautiful and she was so loving, loving and forgiving really and was. understanding, and like her whole like young life was taken over and stolen by this guy who just didn't mm-hmm. deserve her at all but just because he was famous like it's so fucked up yeah oh god but they stayed together yeah february 1st 1968 she gave birth to lisa marie presley mm-hmm. she was born exactly nine months after their wedding wow wow Sometimes I, I feel like I sound like Owen Wilson on this podcast with the white <laughs> with wow. the <laughs> I like to accidental impersonations. As if you couldn't feel bad enough for Priscilla. And yes, okay, she has all the money and all, you know, she can do whatever she wants, but still, I feel really bad for her. Mm-hmm. And I feel even more bad for her because after she had Lisa Marie, Elvis apparently became less and less sexually interested in her. And he once told her that he couldn't be, like, sexually attracted to a mother. <gasps> oh, my God. I know. He he really, he's like a psychologist's dream because he, he had so much stuff going on. He totally had that Madonna whore complex, you know. I don't, I don't think I know what and that is. And something about his mom. Oh, that's like when somebody has trouble seeing women as more than stereotypes like <gasps> Madonna meaning like the heavenly mother you know yeah. or the whore the sexual one and like they can't see a woman as yeah. somehow being both I feel or, like you I, know neither or whatever but yeah I feel like I know <laughs> a lot of guys like that oh my god yeah I know oh I feel so bad for her <sighs> I feel so bad and if you for think her. about it if you think about it, she only really had sex with Elvis for like nine months. <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't be laughing. Well, maybe a little bit longer than that, but really it wasn't that long because he wouldn't have sex with her before their wedding and then after he was not interested anymore. And it's like he, I feel like he made her feel so important and then like would discard her. And she's a mother because you knocked her up. Like, Mm-hmm. That's awful. Yeah, I mean they still they still spent time together. Like they were still a family. It's not like he was just gone. But yeah, he you know he wasn't seeming as attracted to her. Even though she, if you see pictures of her, she was gorgeous. Yeah, like the, one of the most and gorgeous people ever. Yeah. 
actually reminds me of Breaking Dawn because there were stories about her like dressing up in lingerie and you know going to lie down next to Elvis and he was already falling asleep because of his sleeping pills. And oh my god! Yeah, yeah, that's very Breaking Dawn Part One. <laughs> so. Man, there's so many connections to everything. You know, life is just a tapestry and all the strings connect because this reminds me so much of the F. Scott Fitzgerald and Zelda Fitzgerald episode because she, you know, she's going through a hard time and she starts taking dance lessons. (gasps) And she starts getting so into it. (laughs) And she starts going multiple times a day. Like, who does that? I don't know anybody that does that. Like an adult. Yeah, multiple times a day. I want to do that. That'd be so fun. I know. Oh my god. I guess if you don't have a job and you have all the money in the world, you can just That'd be my dream Um, life, actually. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So she started dancing every day, just like Zelda. And she actually had a brief affair with her dance instructor. Good for her. Good for her. Yeah. Good for her. But he was 45. Oh. But whatever. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, at this point, at this point, though, she needs a little, like, intimacy and affection. Yeah, she does. And he's been cheating on her, so. Oh, he has been. Wait, we need to take a drink for that. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So then, Elvis had been in a slump recently, career-wise. All his movies were kind of silly and very similar to each other and people were starting to say they were a joke. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of the reason he was being so terrible to Priscilla is he really felt down in the dumps about himself. But then he had his comeback special mm. on TV, which was a huge hit. He hadn't been on TV in years and he had kind of stepped away from music just doing his silly movies. But then when the special came out, people were just wowed about it. People loved him again. I mean, I don't I don't know what we can compare this to in recent times. I'm kind but of I almost feel like it reminds me of like Lady Kaga when she was in a Star is Born. Like Yeah. I mean, no she had she had a good reputation. She it hadn't been a negative reputation, but people were like, Oh my god. I like, it was she was back in the uh, spotlight. You know who it was reminding me of? Less so because I feel like she's never been the way that she was in the beginning. But Britney Spears, Oof. where like people mm. loved Britney Spears, and then obviously, and then she was like a joke, like to people. Yes, like yes, it was yes. like it, it was very unpopular to look like Britney Spears, and then mm. now people are very sympathetic to her, obviously, but. That's true. People really Brittany want and Elvis have so many similarities. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. They really do because also like her conservatorship. Mm. I mean, it's not the same, but I feel like Elvis wasn't in control. I mean, in the beginning it was kind of his fault, but then I think it kind of like got out to the point where he just had no control over his finances. Yeah. And both of Elvis and Brittany did the Vegas residency. That's true, yeah. And they both came from, like, pretty southern religious families as well. Mm. Yes. So, yeah, the comeback special was a huge hit. And then he was invited to perform at the International Hotel in Vegas, which was his first... So this is 1969. It was his first live performance in nearly eight years. Wow. And he was super nervous. And there's actually this really cute footage of him backstage before the show that... 
you know, I was so angry at Elvis, and then I watched this footage, and I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Because he was, like, blowing out a puff of air, and he was like, I hope I don't forget the lyrics, and, like, he was practicing, mm-hmm. and you could see that he was really nervous, and... Well, but see, I feel like that is very validating to Priscilla because it's like we can see why she was head over heels for this man. Like, it's he does have charm, mm-hmm. so. He does, yeah. he does. So both his TV comeback special and his return to the stage were immense successes, and he felt way more confident and in higher spirits, and I guess it improved their relationship for a little while. He continued to do more shows in vegas they came up with a deal where he would like twice a year do a number of shows there and he started to you know he would their relationship was better because of his success but then the success started to take away from the relationship because he wanted to keep up the old lifestyle Mm -hmm. and she didn't and then she eventually just said you know what you can just go out with the boys like I, I don't want to come anymore. Like, I, I can't do this anymore. So yeah. I started spending less time together. While he was busy off of his shows and everything, she started to get a lot more into karate, which was something that Elvis was into, yeah. too. He was actually a black belt. I didn't know that. Oh, wow. <laughs> and apparently his, like, his jumpsuit outfits that he would wear was kind of inspired from the oh, karate outfit. Yeah. I know. I didn't know that. So she was getting really into karate and also taekwondo and she was starting to feel a lot more confident about herself and she's making new friends through it, meeting other couples. She started to not wear as much makeup and started dressing how she wanted to and she started to realize that her relationship wasn't that healthy Like as she was starting to spend more time with adult couples that were, <laughs> I don't know, in the karate community. And she started taking lessons from Mike Stone, a Hawaiian karate instructor she met in 1972, actually backstage at one of Elvis's concerts. And she soon began an affair with him. Hmm. A couple months after this affair started, she said that Elvis asked to see her in his hotel suite. And she wrote in her memoir that he forcefully made love to me. and said, this is how a real man makes love to his woman. But then later, Priscilla said she regretted her choice of words and said that it was an overstatement and said that what really hurt was that he was not sensitive to me as a woman and his attempt at reconciliation had come too late, suggesting that he was deliberately trying to compensate for his lack of sexual interest, but... It was too late. So basically, he was like, oh, you're with another man? Like, let me show you. But, you know, he hadn't been interested in her sexually in, like, years, basically. So, Wait, but so who did too late. Who did she originally use those words with, like, the forcibly sexual with? That was in her book, mm-hmm. Elvis and Me. And then she later said that she... She said she regretted writing it that way. Well, yeah, because, I mean, it sounds like, you know, the worst that it I could know. be. Like, that's, that it does. is awful. I know. So, she's seeing Mike Stone. Mm-hmm. He's kind of doing his thing. He's also deteriorating. He's on pills and everything. And eventually, she told him that she's leaving him. Mm-hmm. 
leaving Elvis. And, yep. Yep. And he was shocked. But then eventually he seemed to understand. Mm-hmm. And he agreed to the separation. And Elvis and Priscilla separated on February 24th, 1972. Mm-hmm. Filed for legal separation on, on July 26th. And this is one nice thing Elvis did. Well, <laughs> not the only nice thing, but he to protect Priscilla and Lisa Marie because whoever filed, I guess, their address would become available on public records. Oh, yeah. So he filed for a divorce Mm -hmm. to keep them, even though he didn't want to, but he did it. And then it was on his 38th birthday, actually. Oh, oh, wow. He filed for divorce. That's the least he can do, I guess. Yeah. I know. But then, oh, Elvis, later that month, apparently he became paranoid about Mike Stone, the karate instructor that lisa left him for and Mm -hmm. said he said there's too much pain in me stone must die (laughs) but he didn't actually do anything they're getting divorced like what is he like it's not his place i know i know i think he was just having Mm -hmm. an outburst yeah but yeah then their divorce was finalized october 9th 1973 their marriage ended after only six years of marriage but they, they actually ended on good terms. They left the courthouse walking hand in hand. Oh, wow. And I know, consciously uncoupling. I, yeah, I <laughs> had no idea they were only married for six years. Like, I feel like they're such an iconic couple in history. I know. That's crazy. I also thought that, I was so ignorant. I thought they were married for 20 years Me or something. Too. Like years. Until like, like, I mean, they did the date for a long time. Yeah. But yeah. Wow. And they, they did keep in touch. They always talked mm. and he would still spend time with Lisa Marie. And when yeah. they were together as a family, they would still be arm in arm. Like they were one of those really feel good separated mm-hmm families but he died um, only like lisa marie was like a very young child when he died right yes mm-hmm. um so she you know she was with mike stone mm-hmm. after the divorce elvis started seeing somebody else he started seeing the actress sheila ryan mm. and i thought it was interesting <laughs> i have another clip to send you elvis was doing a show 1974 so this would be like a year after their divorce and he called out priscilla and lisa marie and his new girlfriend oh. during the show. I want, to, I want to make one thing clear. Let me make something clear. Uh, I've been singing that song for a long, just a minute here. I've been singing that song for a long time. Uh, and a lot of people kind of got it associated with me because they think it's a personal name. It is not. It's a beautiful song written by Marty Robbins. And uh, I heard Frankie Lane do it, I think it was. And I just love the song. And it has nothing to do with me personally. My, my, my ex-wife, Priscilla, she's right here. Honey, stand up. Come out, Johnny. Come, Come out. Come on out. Turn around and let them see you. Let them see you. Boy, she's, she's, she's a beautiful chick. I'll tell you for sure, boy. Boy, I, I, I know that when I pick someone, you know, oh, damn. Now, show my little daughter, Lisa. She's six years old. Look at her jump up. Put your dress down, Lisa. You pull your dress down before you jump up like that again, young lady. 
And then at the same boat is my girlfriend, Sheila. Stand up, Sheila. Turn around, turn around, completely around. Sheila, straight up. Hold the ring up, hold the ring up. The ring, your right hand. Look at that son of a bitch. <laughs> now, the thing I'm trying to get across is uh, uh, we're the very best of friends and we always have been. Our divorce came about not because of another man or another woman, but because of the circumstances involving my career. I was traveling too much, I was gone too much. And it was uh, just an agreement that I didn't think it was fair to her because I was gone so much and, and everything. So I therefore, as decently as you can do that type of thing, we just made an agreement to her to always be friends and be close and care because we have a daughter to raise. He's such an overshare. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> he did over. Imagine being at that concert. That would be so exciting, I know. actually. Yeah. Whoa. You know, we broke up. But also, be, wait, what's the new uh, girlfriend's name? Sheila? Yeah. And are they engaged at this time? I don't think so. But why was he like, the ring, the ring, show them the ring? I know. I know. I don't know. I don't think it was just a ring. Yeah, so. Oh, that's weird. So. Imagine being her at this concert, and he's like, "We broke up just because of schedules. Like, you know, we're still best friends." I know. Like, oh god. Um. So he, you know, he was doing all his Vegas residency shows over and over and over and over again, and his mental health was horrible. He was all bloated from drugs. Mm. Um. He was totally being taken advantage of, of by the colonel. Just kind of like. You know, every night put out on stage, and he was mm -hmm. really going downhill. And it's sad. Like, Elvis actually said to a friend that he wished he could walk away from his life, but he couldn't because too many people depended on yeah. him. And um, oddly, Priscilla and Elvis still talked about maybe their time would be someday, some other time. Mm. They said stuff like that all the time. But when he was 42 years old on August 16th, 1977... Elvis died of a heart attack, mm. likely brought on by his addiction to barbiturates, mm. which also is what likely killed Marilyn Monroe. So, yeah, terrible, terrible addiction. Um, Priscilla, in her book, was super confused, and it almost seemed like she was questioning his death. And she was like, it didn't make sense. He was rarely left alone. Like, how could this have happened? I mean, she didn't have any other explanation, but she seemed, like, unable to believe it. Um, and she she was actually devastated to hear that Elvis had died. Like, she was in total shock. Yeah. He was still a central part of her life. Um, and Lisa Marie was only nine years old. Oh, that's so, that's so tragic. Yeah. And that, that girl, Anne-Margaret, that ex, she attended the funeral with her husband. And Priscilla said she actually felt a bond with her mm -hmm. and didn't feel resentful anymore. Yeah. Priscilla, in her book, said that she had heard that Elvis's mood was down and that he, at this point, was dating somebody else, Ginger Alden, and mm -hmm. he'd been contemplating breaking up with her. They'd talked about it, but... The last, very last time she talked to him on the phone, she said that he was in pretty high spirits and was laughing, and she thought he was going to be okay, but it was a total shock. Mm. <sighs> so Elvis was gone. Elvis, Elvis had officially left the building, and oh god, she 
<laughs> she she had had a lot of other relationships after after yeah. the divorce and after he died. Um, yeah, she even dated after Robert Kardashian, right? She did. Mm-hmm. She did. Yes. Oh my gosh. I mean, she she's still alive. So yeah. like, she's had a lot of relationships. She dated a photographer, Terry O'Neill. Yeah, she dated Robert Kardashian. She dated a hairdresser, Eli Ezerzer, another guy, like, so many people, Richard Gere. But for 22 years, she was with someone named Marco Antonio Garcia, and she did have a son with him. So that was a significant relationship Mm -hmm. in her life, and... Priscilla really, you know, she she did grow into herself, I think. She started acting. She was in Naked Gun, the movies, and on the hit TV show Dallas. That's good. But weirdly, after Elvis's death, she got into Scientology. Oh, I didn't know that. Me? Yep. She might still be in it. I was reading articles that said that she had left it, but then I read articles that said, no, she's still in it. Oh, God. So, I, I feel know. a little suspicious of her because right after Lisa Marie died, I remember seeing articles that she was, like, suing in order to get, like, the inheritance or whatever, like, rather than Lisa Marie's kids getting the inheritance. Yeah. I don't know how to feel about Priscilla because mm-hmm. listening to her read her memoir, I thought she seemed so sweet and I felt very fond of her mm-hmm. hearing her younger story but i do think that she is a little money driven yeah and one other thing about that is that after her and elvis divorce she changed her name back to bollier mm-hmm. but then she changed it back to presley oh wow and when she was trying to get control over graceland mm-hmm. and people thought that was suspicious because it's like okay you're just trying to do that because it makes you have a connection to Elvis and yeah, you know you change your name. Especially like you might think like oh it's because you know she wants to be close with her daughter, but she had a son like another son from a different relationship. So yeah, yeah, she did successfully turn Graceland into a big tourist attraction. Mm-hmm. Like she she kind of is responsible for that. But I know I know she is a little bit opportunistic. Maybe opportunistic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I do have a clip I want to show you. I know this is getting really long, but just to hear Priscilla, she talked to Barbara Walters mm-hmm. about her book, Elvis and Me. Elvis's way of, of uh, dealing with problems were not confronting the problems. And if there was a problem, he would buy, or to make it all right and go right for you, make it better, he'd buy you a gift. He would leave you. He would go off to make pictures. He would go off to Las Vegas. And you heard about other women. Mm-hmm. How'd you feel? What'd you do about it? I felt horrible. <laughs> um, it was almost a part of, uh, it was the fear that I had too. I didn't want him to leave my sight. I wanted to be with him because if I left him again, that fear always came in. I'm going to lose him. You wrote in your book that one of your greatest worries was about his co-star, Anne Margaret. <laughs> yes, that's true. I knew there was a fear and a fear. And if you confronted him? If I confronted him, you'd deny it. Or get mad? Well, that's usually what happens yeah. when you're caught. <laughs> so you live with that? Yes. You wrote, Elvis controlled your looks, your clothes, your hair, your makeup. He controlled you totally. Is that accurate? Mm-hmm. 
I was definitely under a, a spell of, um, of what I thought was love. And I, I have to take responsibility for that, too. But you were 16, 17 years old. But what did I know? I knew nothing else. I had nothing else. I had, I had no experience, not even in life, but with other people. And even though he wanted you virginal and pure, he dressed you sequined, shiny material, low cut, slid up the side. Why? I think maybe it was his way of showing sophistication. Maybe, um, maybe making me appear older. Um, I don't know. There's some kind of a, an appeal that men like with a trashy kind of look. Maybe he liked that. That's what turned him on. Mm -hmm. Six years you lived there before he decided to marry you. Mm -hmm. In those six years of sleeping with him every night, he never had intercourse with you. You wrote in your book that there were times when you begged him. <laughs> I even wrote it down. You said, I'm a woman who needs to make love and to feel desired by her man. Please don't make me beg. Six years of that? Priscilla, why? Well, again, you know, I can only go back to what his concept was as what he wanted in a woman. And somewhere he, uh, along in his past, he said that he wanted a virgin. That is really sad. But I feel like Barbara Walters is like what Diane Sawyer wishes she was. Yeah, I know. She was grilling her, though. Mm, yeah. Not in a bad way, but it's it's less like scary, intense. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not yeah, it's not as scary. Mm -hmm. It does something about it does feel cozier. Yeah, it's interesting that I mean that was nineteen eighty five, but Priscilla throughout that whole interview, she is very sympathetic to Elvis. Yeah. But Barbara the whole time is like saying the things that we're saying. Like yeah. your parents let you do that? Yeah. Like, he did what? Like she's incredulous about mm. it and Priscilla in this calm voice is like, well... Priscilla you know, really... He... She was so beautiful. Oh, my gosh. She's so beautiful. It's insane. It's like... It's, yeah. It is. I remember the first time I heard Here of Priscilla was... I was... Uh, I must have been like seven or eight or something, and I saw her on the news. And I remember hearing that she was 60 years old, but she looked about 30 years old. Like, And obviously, she's had plastic surgery, but like it was so mm -hmm. eye-opening to me that someone at that age could look like as young as she did i know i was looking at pictures of her and elvis earlier and some of the pictures she really looked like a barbie to mm. me like i just i couldn't believe it yeah. i was like wait a sec is that real what the heck yeah it's like you know she's human. beautiful but yeah she's She's still with us. Lisa Marie, sadly, is not. Mm -hmm. But Priscilla is the grandmother to four and great has a great-grandchild because Riley... How do you say her last name? Keoff. I think Keoff. Key yeah. Riley Keoff, her granddaughter, recently had a daughter. Mm -hmm. So she's, great. she's a great-grandmother. Mm -hmm. And coming out soon is the movie about her, Priscilla, directed by Sofia Coppola. Which, crazy enough, Sofia Coppola's cousin is Nicolas Cage, who was married to Lisa Marie. Oh, my God. Her cousin. Yep, Nicolas and I'm, I'm intrigued to see this movie and see how accurate it is. And, 
you know. I had no idea that if everything's in there. I didn't know that Nicolas Cage and Lisa Marie were married. That's crazy. I know. We're going to have to cover them someday. <laughs> so many. There's so many people. And mm. I, I would actually like to learn more about Elvis and Anne Margaret. Yeah. So maybe someday. I was actually going to do that originally because my dad suggested it. But then I learned that... Well, he knew Priscilla first, so I feel like I should do Priscilla first. Yeah, but that is, like, that relationship that's in the wings, you know what I mean? And, like, he always, like, yeah. kept her waiting, probably, and she was always the other woman. Yes. But, oh, wow. I have to say, mm. after all of this, like, I thought I was going to be a little bit more sympathetic to Elvis, but I'm actually <laughs> less. Oh, no. So. <laughs> But, but I hope my research didn't skew. Too no, 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 no. But. I mean, it's like it's just objectively, it's like objectively pretty bad for him. But yeah. But I, it's a, it's complicated because there's so many different things. Like he was also at the same time mm. being taken advantage of, and um, mm. yeah, God, he's just very troubled. And it is interesting. Like I was listening to. Well, because <laughs> I went basically to the same place two weekends in a row. I went to like the Vermont, New Hampshire line and it's, it's mm-hmm. like two hours away. So I drove like eight hours recently. So I was listening to a lot of Elvis stuff while I was driving and mm-hmm. I was listening to a lot of Elvis experts. And it's interesting because like a lot of them are obsessed with Elvis. You know, they like some people have dedicated their lives to research Elvis and interview people and stuff. But they 100% acknowledge all his flaws. And yeah. How problematic he could be. So he's a very interesting person, but he definitely did people dirty mm. too. Wow. That was a riveting episode, Kelly. Thank you so much. On <laughs> <laughs> the edge of my seat. Um, so who, who are we talking about next week? Next week, next week, we are talking about... Another historical couple. We've had a couple in a row now. And one of the people is also known for their big hair. Okay. And the couple is also known for people that know, known for having issues in the bedroom as well. What? I don't. That's all I'll say. Okay, okay. I don't know if I know that one, but <laughs> I'm excited about that. All right. Well, thank you guys. Do you have anything else to add, Kel? No, that's it. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll get back together next week. Is your heart filled with pain? Shall I come? Hell.